motorcycle racing. You know how fast you were going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Front Porch People Radio and Podcast Network. Uh, Folk. Full cast in studio today, and I'm, I'm grateful for that because, quite frankly, my mind is filled with... Uh, Wanderlust? No, I want to get out of Washington, D.C. I'm tired of looking at Fox Sport or Fox News and CNN and everything going on with, with uh, you know, the picking of a, uh, a professor that'll take over and be a judge or whatever. You know, I'm just tired of it. Just, Don't watch TV, though. I went down the hallway and yelled at uh, our number one radio host down there on our sister station, WHO, and he said, you finally get it. I said, no, it's just I'm finally at that point. Uh, tonight, the Chicago Cubs will be taking on the Colorado Rockies uh, for a wild card spot. There'll be a lot of disappointed fans. Yeah, there will I, for be. I'm not a fan. For Colorado. So do not yeah. say that. Hey, <laughs> we're pulling for them. I, did, I didn't even say I could care less who wins. No, that's uh, not true. I'm just saying there's going to be a lot of disappointed fans. Go Cubs. I didn't say who. Which what, ones? Which ones? Yeah. yeah. I have a little song I wrote, and it goes a something like this uh, Go Cubs, go. Go Cubs, go. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? The Cubs are going to win today. That's you, it. You actually wrote it's that? Pretty terrible. I wrote that. Yeah, I wrote nah, that like I, 16 years ago. Mm. Maybe you're just one of those recent fans that <laughs> abandoned the Cardinals. No. No? Okay. No, I've been watching the Cubbies <laughs> since uh, <laughs> since my grandfather started letting me watch TV. Oh, black and white TV. Okay. Yep. Roman Avila, PJ Duran in studio, along with Tony Wayne. Tommy Boy Halverson and Chris Bishop contributing as they always do. We appreciate that. Our producers on this program and as always, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. Tony, who's on the show this particular episode? Well, we're going to talk to a really fast off-road guy, Andrew DeLong. Also, another really fast off-road, Geoff Aaron, or like we like to call him Jeff. Um, and then uh, Kelly Wagner, who's actually a local guy. They've got a, a pretty cool race that's going on. It's it's kind of a tough uh, event off-road. So What's it called? Do you know? I don't know. Okay. Something really but, hard. But, but let's go back to Geoff Aaron. <laughs> first of all, if the name first name is incorrectly spelled. So why would a parent do that to a son? And then secondly... Maybe it's a family name. Aaron, why do you need the second A? A-A-R-O-N. Why do you that, need the second that's, A? That's how you spell Aaron. No, it typically. isn't. I've seen Aaron done E-R-I-N. That's, that's Aaron. That's typically A lot of fast racers with the Geoff spelling, too. Yeah, the, Jeff May. Oh, yeah. There you go. Big timers. Hmm. Oh, okay, so who's in our second hour? Matthew Skoltz, who has uh, finished out the 2018 Moto America Superbike season in fourth place overall. There's another name misspelled, Skoltz. It should be Schultz. Well, he's not from the United States, so he gets a pass. Is he yeah. South African still? Absolutely. Uh, something weird. Sure something exotic. I'm not sure what it is. What about yeah. Chad Lewin? Lewin, yeah. Another yeah. fast road racer, so we're... Kind of all over the map. No motocrossers on tonight, I no, see. No, I can uh, see that. I'm I back. What are you talking about? Yeah, I said motocrossers, not posers. <laughs> this portion of our program brought to you by our friends at Wiseco. Perhaps for the last time ever will they sponsor this show. Also by our good friends at um, Hicklin Power Sports. I understand there's a lot of good stuff going on at Hicklin Power Sports. Um, when, when thinking about financing, it's, it's often daunting. Um, to think that I've got to go in for a loan uh, to buy a new motorcycle or a house uh, or a trip. 
you know, I need money, okay? Or I need a haircut, for example. Where would I go? I go to Hickam Power Sports. Absolutely. We can cover all those bases. There's a lot yeah. of YZ250s out there that don't require financing. Yeah. There's that's a lot right. of bikes out there. Yeah, we got, we got to... YZ65s, too. Those have started so selling. Good. They're so cool. They, and shockingly, cost more than an 85. I, was I looking, don't know why. I was, I was actually talking to a friend of mine uh, yesterday prior to the Cubs start. Was his name Andrew DeLong? Lost. No, it wasn't. But before we go to Andrew, okay. I will just tell Does you this. Race dirt he, bikes? he bought a uh, Honda 50. Was it a Honda 50? 3600 bucks. Sound right? Yep. One parked, of the new ones. All right. Parked behind the Waveland uh, bar and, and restaurant and was surprised when he went out there and, and it was gone. I'm not sure. bucks for a fifty. Yeah, I'm not sure why. One of those be monkeys surprised. that you were going to ride. That's what they are. I'm going to ride. It's like still on. It's like right on. Please go to our guest. Please. Uh, So, want to thank our good friends at Hickam Power Sports. Look for them online. Cdu, Canam, Beta, KTM, Polaris, and of course, is it pronounced Yamaha? That's it. Yam- Nailed Yamaha. It. Uh, look for him online, hicklandpowersports.com. Tony? All right. Our guest coming up now is uh, Andrew DeLong, rode his Gas Gas XC300 to his season's best sixth place. Finish at the Mud Dovers National Enduro in Matthews, Indiana. Welcome back to the show, Andrew DeLong. How are you? Sorry about the pause there. We had to, no we had to cover some cubbies, cubbies and. We're, a lot of us in the studio, Andrew, are just. Uh, yeah, it's, ticked it's off. all good. How it's are you, Andrew? Are you a Cubs fan? I, I'm, I'm sure you aren't. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm from I'm too close to Philadelphia, so if I don't like any Philadelphia team, it's uh, pretty much you get beat up around here. <laughs> you know, oh, my, the my, city my, of brotherly love, yeah. as they say. It's you buy so the, famous. Buy my, the t-shirt my friend, just to fit in. My friend uh, actually owns a Philadelphia 76ers, so I don't, I don't blame oh, yeah. you for being yeah. um, upset with the whole sports picture. So I get it. Yeah. Maybe you guys yeah. can do better next time. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love them no matter if they're good or bad. It's, it's, do we? Uh, do we really? You, well, you, if you live inside an hour of Philadelphia, it's, uh, you got to be a fan no matter what, because uh, that's what everybody talks about. So, I like working in Philadelphia. I, I love announcing in Philadelphia. It's a it's a championship city. Yeah, it's a good it's a good place um, for sure. Let's go to Roman Avila. Roman, you want to start things off the right yeah. way? Well, I you just were gone last week. For I, that, just, I know, right? But. <laughs> Especially with me being back, uh, you know, after a l- little hiatus. But, uh, Andrew, let's talk about the mud dauber. How was that? And how was the weather? Mm. Um, it's, actually, it's actually really, really good this year. Um, you know, they got like uh, some rain. It actually flooded out there two weeks before the National Enduro. And then it um, it all like, you know, uh, dissipate, dissipated over the two weeks leading up to the Enduro. And, um, it was actually the most prime, prime conditions I think I've ever rode that enduro in. What was the first it, word you used? It was dissipated. Dissipated. Okay, just want to make sure I'm yeah. writing all these down. Yeah. Okay. No, it, um, it uh, it was actually like probably Indiana has far none the best dirt probably in the United States to ride a motorcycle. Um, so with all the rain and then it uh, uh hang on just a second hang on just a second i think winter said i was not too bad. pretty good dirt in iowa too yeah, but we've got uh, indiana's uh, good i've been uh, I, i'll be at carfordsville racing but it's yeah. not quite as good as iowa we got some pretty <laughs> I've good never, dirt. I've, I've never rode in iowa so i don't know well there's been some omas in iowa but that. but no uh 
Nothing like you've... No MMAs. <clears throat> no GNCC as yet, although I'm sure we're struggling to make that happen someday. There are people that drive by Actually, that I, use, Lu- use Lucas Oil. I talked example. to the boys and tried to get uh, something strung together for the... for. Uh, Lafferty was here for a, a KTM thing we did. And, uh, yeah. Ryan? A demo. No. And uh, <laughs> we... Um, no help. We tried to get the GNC... Or excuse me, the National Enduro, but we just didn't have enough... The transfers would be too long, you know. So, uh, um, but but definitely some good riding here. Um, you're also doing the GNCC, right? Yep, yep. How's that going? You're in the XC1 class, obviously. Um, I know you've had some top tens. Yeah, it's been going. It's been going good. I mean, uh, definitely. Uh, you know, I took off a couple years with my wrist injuries and everything, so this is like my first real year back on uh, the XT1 line and it's uh, it's definitely stepped up a lot since the last time I've actually competed in the GNCCs with the speed and the the level of the players has gone uh, has gone up. up a lot yeah yeah it's are you hundred really are you hundred percent healthy right now yeah I'm I'm, I'm I would say I'm a hundred percent right now okay. uh, with everything you know I'm a year and a half out since my wrist surgery. And it's taken me this long to finally get back up to, um, I guess you could say, like my top speed. My partner, um, Tony, has has had some wrist injuries, haven't you, Tony? Yeah, both sides. I had a scaphoid uh, and a lunate bone had to be pinned on my left side, and then uh, proximal row carpectomy on was, the right and side. And you were misdiagnosed, is, though. You didn't have the appropriate doctor. Right, yeah. So, yeah, wrist injuries are tough. You know, we saw Charlie that in his career that's ended – a lot of yeah. racers careers so but you're uh yeah, I, you're good now you you are a past national enduro champ right 2015 was it yeah 14 14 yeah. yep so um <clears throat> you um you obviously know what it takes to do it what's the what's the competition like in national enduro now versus back in 14 when you won that championship um it's, it's actually the enduros haven't changed too much um be honest with you the, the speeds have gotten faster for sure but i mean the competition is as well you know better in the endurance but um it's just put it's it's so close nowadays like the top 10 is within 30 seconds out of every test so i mean if you like let's just say at the mud daubers um i mean grant baylor was on a roll i mean he won the first test by 30 seconds over his brother but i was I think I was like nine seconds off of Stu, and I got fifth, and Stu got second in that test, and then I beat Pads of all by a half a second. Man, you're naming royalty in in the in the uh, the entire discipline. Those those guys, including you, um, just understand. I mean, there's there's a level of enthusiasm uh, that you bring and professionalism that you bring. We can tease all we want, but at the end of the day. That's what's making it so good to watch and why, you know, the numbers are up. I got to believe Mark Berg, is he still with you guys? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I mean, I got to believe he, along with other sponsors, are pleased with the numbers you're bringing in, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, (laughs) I hope so. I mean, that's what I'm, I guess I get paid to do is to, you know, push the gas gas to to the front of the pack, you know, and um, it's, it's been tough. I'm, I'm not going to lie. You know, it's, it's been a game changer. I guess you could say I've been on a four trip for the past eight years, um, 
for most of my pro career, and then going back to the two stroke three hundred has been it's been difficult. I'm not going to lie, you know, racing the GNCCs on a three hundred is is uh, is tough, but the Enduro is uh, it's uh, we're right there, you know, and it's just illuminating the, the mistakes, and I think. Right. Uh, it's coming together, you know? It's the little things. And Roman Avila's in the studio uh, on this particular program. Roman, you've you've seen other guys that have been to the top of the box, right? <laughs> I, I've seen I've seen a lot of other people um, on top of the box, but <laughs> not me. Um, Andrew, I was going to ask you this, and you already answered my part of my question, but you're riding the 300 in also GNCC, also in the Sprint Enduro, or the – I mean – national enduro um is it the same setup same bike uh, you got two different bikes i mean what do you like about it um yeah i mean it's pretty much pretty much the same bike uh i go from one race to the next i mean like i said the enduros are so fast right now with the trail um you have to have pretty much uh the same setup pretty much going from the gnccs to the national enduros i might go two clicks softer on my suspension for the Endurers, but I'm hitting really, there's the, you're hitting the bumps the same speed that you will be in a GNCC. It's just not as rough, so you can actually carry your speed a lot more. Um, but, yes, I pretty much run the same setup everywhere. I just change my gearing a little bit from the Endurers. I go to a 52 sprocket in the rear, and then for the I go to a 48 for the GNCCs to keep my, you know, for the, the, for the speed. Andrew, you are part of the Gas Gas effort. How big of an effort is Gas Gas? I mean, they're they're certainly coming on um, and f- and filling in areas, you know, that are not already filled by the likes of KTM, Husqvarna. Gas Gas is a long time uh, player in the off road and trials world. How big is their effort here in the U.S.? I mean, are they expanding every year? In your mind. Um, yeah, I mean, that's the whole goal was when I, you know, when we sort of started talking and everything is I wanted to switch it up, you know, and everything. I wanted to switch brands and I wanted to try to rejuvenate my career. Um, with, after my wrist injury, I was just burnt out and everything like that. And, um, you know, Mark came to me and the offer was on the table to, you know, be like sort of the research and development, you know, or, just ride the gas gas and try to push the name as much as possible. And I feel like it's working. I mean, I see more and more of them, you know, out of the tracks, like Mark Burke said to me, he sells four gas gases at a GNC. His sales are up 400%, you know? Um, so, I mean, it's, it's, uh, instead of seeing one gas gas, which is mine, I actually see more around the track, which is good. You know, it's good for the brand. It's good for, uh, it's good for everything. It's good for the racing. It's good just for the off-road community. I mean, it's always good to have a better brand, you know, not a better brand, but another brand to bring to the table. I mean, that's just, it's good, you know. We have, uh, also we have David Bradshaw on a gas gas now, right? Yeah, I've I've actually never met him. So, what? So. He's really nice. He yeah. actually, he came to my track. We had an event with, uh, we have Justin, uh, the Justin Brayton race, which is, yeah. he's from here, so. The shootout. Yeah, so we have we had uh, so I was talking to Bob Lowry, who's who runs Fly, and uh, he was like, I was I said, hey Bob, you got he, and he's from Iowa, he used to live in Iowa, and I said, Bob, you got to make it. He goes, I can't make it, but I could send Damon Bradshaw. <laughs> I go, 
Okay. And then uh, I, I hooked Damon and Justin up together. And Damon, he said, <clears throat> I said, hey, we'll get you a bike to ride. And he's like, well, I kind of have a deal with Gas Gas. And then I hooked him and Justin up, and they ended up bringing his bike. But So he rode his own motorcycle when he came to Iowa. You know, he lives out east too. But the bike actually looked pretty cool. I mean, it, he said it worked really well. And, and uh, I mean, he was out there shredding it on a motocross track. It, it, it's obviously got the power. Yeah, it was a good bike. I mean, he was. I think he was on a 300 as well. 300, but, and yeah. he was smoking. He was. He, well, he is Damon Radshaw. Yeah. So hurting but, people's feelings. Uh, yeah. He was. He was. <laughs> And he's riding in our plus forty class, uh, which Tony's in. But he's lucky I didn't race that weekend. No, I would. Uh, I bet he thinks but he's, so. But Andrew, just a quick thing: he's racing his three hundred, which is still set up for Woods. Right? He hasn't changed it. He's he's maybe bumped a few clickers. I don't know. But bumped he's, a few clickers. He's just shredding on that bike, and I. It's like he goes by me, and I'm like. Oh, it's like I'm standing still, which well, you, I probably actually you are. I probably was in first speaking, gear yeah. still. Yeah. But <laughs> the uh, vote is in. Yeah. Andrew, what was the deal with that New York round that got canceled? We nobody did. Did you ever hear anything more about that? Was it really just the weather because they never rescheduled it? We thought maybe they had a falling out with the landowners or something. No, I I, um, I actually live like I'd say three hours south of there, and I have a buddy actually, my teammate Nick Davis. He lives up there actually like 45 minutes from the place and he told me that uh that during that week they got like five inches of rain wow throughout the whole week so it just accumulated and then when you get up in there that new york the new york state it's all farmland and with some hill like rolling hills so yeah like all that water just sit in the in the farm fields you know so as soon as I guess they pulled the GNCC rig in there off the hard pack road, it sank. It sank to the axle. It sank to the axle. Yeah. So, they did a little concert know. up there once called Woodstock. I don't know if you heard about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was a muddy weekend as well. Yeah. <laughs> was yeah, it? So. Oh, big time. Were you there? Three three hundred fifty thousand people were. A lot of lot of other races up there besides just. Uh, yeah, there's, there's a couple uh, of nationals and. Were you did, were you at Hangtown yesterday or the day before? Andrew? Who, me? Yeah. Hang, hang, oh, Hangtown? Yeah. Uh, or uh, uh, yeah. the the GNCC. Yeah. Where, where was it this yeah, last weekend? Yeah. yeah um, Mount Morris. Mount Morris. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, brain fade. Yeah. If you don't know the, the, the track, Tony, it's best just. Yeah, what do they call that uh, racetrack in Mount Morris? I'm having a brain fade. I don't know. We don't know either, so don't don't. Yeah, I can't remember what they call it either. We have they haven't raced a national there for a while, but Pete Town's in California. I get it. You know what I'm trying to say, but uh, yeah, yeah, Mount Morris, PA. But <laughs> yeah, hey, yeah. Andrew, try to keep up. We're I've had a lot of yeah, I've had a lot of concussions. All of us are asleep right now. We're all asleep. I hit and, my head uh, pretty hard. I raced. Uh, you ever done the, <laughs> ever done the moose run? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, I haven't. No, that's one thing I would like to do. You should go win that this year. That thing is awesome. And uh, who produces that event? Uh, Bill Gussie. So, yeah. like, High Point is the raceway, by the way. High Point is what I was yeah, trying to High say. Point, yeah, I'm, I'm. There you go. I knew it started with an H, and I've been there. But uh, well, I heard, I heard the LMAs aren't letting any pros ride them anymore. Who said that? Yeah, but the Moose Run's something different. It is the most goofy thing I've ever heard. Yes. Didn't it, you almost hit a deer there or something? At the uh, nose run? Did you have to go through a tunnel and hit your head? 
I did scrape my helmet on the last year. The last year at the Moose Run, Andrew. Okay, okay. now they sent us through these culverts, and they're like these square concrete things. And I, I'm full like full tuck. My feet are dragging behind the motorcycle, dangling. Right, I'm a big guy, but my head was down on the gas tank, and I can feel the helmet scraping the top of the. That's unnerving, Uh, by the way. Oh my eyes! I never in a helmet. Yeah, there was a flat spot on my fly helmet from that. It was junk yeah. when I got it. Yeah, it's yeah. like the bell helmets of your youth. Well, in my head when I was youth, it had a flat spot. So, uh, but anyway, I, uh, this the moose run. I went to a, a, a enduro this past weekend on uh, Geneseo enduro, and Andrew, uh, Adam Benur. I, I don't know if you know Adam, but uh, he yeah. he he's won the thing three years in a row, and he almost didn't this year, but. Uh, that thing was really good, and that's that's kind of in the same neck of the woods as as the moose run, and uh, okay. it looked like a lot of the pictures I saw of the mud divers where you're like seventy mile an hour across cornfields and stuff, and then you then you go yeah. into some tight woods and stuff. And I, you hit a culvert, and you hit some culverts, maybe yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looked like fun. It, it when I saw the pictures of you, it kind of seemed like that might maybe right up your alley the uh, the moose run because it's it's a lot like what i've seen of the mud dubbers just in pictures i've not been to that one obviously. okay we're running up against the clock in oh, well what story time i thought so we've, we've got one more story to go before we go to break but uh we're gonna cut our our guest free andrew delong has been our guest here on pit pass and andrew we're gonna give you a chance to uh to uh name some of your sponsors who are they oh uh, yeah just uh big thanks to mark berg and uh the patrick gas gas and then uh Fred Andrews, uh, FAR Racing. Um, man, you guys put me on the spot here. Yeah. Um, Welcome uh, to the show. Fly, yeah, Fly Racing, and uh, they've been a big supporter of mine for most of my pro career, so I can't thank them guys enough. Max Steffens, is, uh, he's one of the best to work with, so I can't I can't be disappointed with him. And then I got Bell and uh, Bell Helmets and X-Brand and CD for sure. They keep my boots pretty good, so um but that's that's about it you know um, okay uh, everybody else just thanks you know i don't want to hold everybody up you know you guys are on a time crunch you know well we always are but andrew it's always good to talk to you and thanks for playing along with us on the grand prize game thank you jack thank you uh thank you andrew appreciate that and right, best thanks, b- best of night. the team okay yeah we'll do thanks okay. for having me on you betcha um yeah, we'll pj you were on your way to barber this weekend and uh, you met up with it was some a trouble. Week, week and a half, or a little over a week ago, yes. I'm, Unfortunately, we I'm ran into s- some trouble. What happened exactly? Uh, our tow vehicle gave us some fits in <clears> southern <throat> Illinois, so we <clears> had to <throat> abandon our tow vehicle and our toy hauler, and unfortunately, our motorcycles and our riding gear, and we made our way down to the south of the United States anyway. Still got to go to Barber on you Sunday. You got to go and watch. We got to go and spectate on Sunday, uh, watch the historic Roger Lee Hayden's last, last ride. official professional ride, if all everything he said is to be believed, and I think he is to Did be believed. Did you cry? It was just, it was cool it was to see. Emotional. Unfortunately, he ran off early in the race, kind of lost track of the, the, the leaders, and and then he kind of just phoned it in the rest of the time. It, it did. It, he just, <laughs> I'm sure there was a whole bunch of, I'm not crashing at my last race going on. And he said, I want to at least take the flag. Um, there were some cool photos uh, happening in the pits. I went and uh, got to see him, talked to my buddy Jake Lewis and his mom. And 
a few of the racers saw Chris, our, our buddy Chris Parrish, who won yeah. the title. He had a two-point lead going into the weekend. He won the inaugural first-ever Moto America Twins Cup class. Uh, we saw him cruising around the pits in his super Santo. Tony, you would have loved it. Astro van. He had an Astro van rolling on custom rims Dude. with a custom paint job. Love it. Looked like the A team, and he had GC for his ghetto <laughs> ghetto custom shop in Nashville. Ghosted into his bass boat paint job on his Astro van. Yes. It was so rad. Did you uh, take a bunch of pictures? I did not. I was just hanging oh. out, and he stopped at our pits. And that's uh, cool. It, 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 so, congrats to not only Chris Parrish but all the champs that were crowned there that weekend. Uh, well, most of them were already crowned ahead of time, but yeah, it was cool to, to get to the races. Unfortunately, we didn't get a ride, Scott. When I was younger, my dad had just come out of the divorce, okay? So he went out and bought himself a pretty stock Chevy pickup truck, four-wheel drive pickup truck. And I said, do you mind if I, I take this out to what was becoming Sailorville Lake? So the whole valley was being filled with water. Oh, that's the best when oh, they're building. Well, that's what I thought, right? So I'm down in there, and I get stuck in one of the streams that's filling it up. And I had to get out and put logs and stuff underneath my, the truck. The brand-new truck. I literally a week old. And I remember feeling so good about getting myself unstuck while the interior of the truck now is just full of mud. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I got up to the top through the woods, and there was a farm um, a, far, a farm plot. Uh, Jack Cole, bring, bring the next guest on. We there was a farm plot that had just been uh, uh, harvested, and I was racing across this 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 land. And I remember hitting that culvert at the end so hard it bent the front bumper all the wender. And I was so embarrassed because I was so happy about getting myself unstuck without calling in a tow truck. It was embarrassing, but I think we all have stories of being on the road. PJ, uh, have you ever had any difficulties on the road? I know Tony hasn't, but perhaps you have. Not PJ, I'm sorry, Roman. I'm looking directly at you. Yeah, um, not too long ago, I uh, hit a deer with my uh, best man's moto van. <laughs> oh, you did. always the best when and you're in somebody else's truck. In other words, he totaled out the Weisco van. <laughs> and, Sorry, Weisco. Um, That's a nice plug for Weisco. I wonder he, why you haven't been uh, driving. He totaled my favorite vehicle to drive. Favorite vehicle. And then I've got that Sprinter, which is like driving a sailboat, but I've loaned that to Jason but Thomas. But not quite as fast. <laughs> this, yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, go yeah. to our next guest. Uh, Jeff Aaron is joining us. Jeff, how are you? Jeff, are you there? Do we have Jeff on the on the uh, show? Jeff, are you there? I'm here. There you are. What's your What's your uh, worst travel story? I've given you mine. Uh, you heard PJ. He uh, just he just got on. Okay, so what is your worst travel story? Going to a race or coming home from a race? Mm, probably I went to Brazil for Global X Games, and when I showed up there, I was coming from another event. Right and. Uh, I arrived there and I was missing my knee braces and helmet. That's the Tough. worst you can come up That's with. It? Tough to ride. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you don't need a the knee braces, sure, but the helmet you can get by without. <laughs> I've, I've ridden many times without a helmet, Tony, or yeah. brakes. <laughs> Jeff Aaron, our guest. Uh, Jeff, you got second, right, uh, at the uh, start of the third round of the Enduro Series in Reno. Is it pronounced Nevada? That's right. Nevada. Okay. I uh, wish I got second, though. I got fourth. Yeah, well, you hmm. know, 
Who does our script these days? I don't know. How well, is thanks for, beef, thanks for beefing it up? You bet. That's Jeff, our job. How thanks is the Endurance Cross coming Series? On. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah. See you later. Thanks. <laughs> thanks for coming. How is the Endurance Cross Series? You know, <clears throat> things were looking a little shaky at the end of last year, but this year has been very strong. Uh, the first three rounds have had good turnouts and some pretty good racing. So um, I think that um, it's strong right now. There's, I'm certainly seeing advertisement for it uh, all over the place, and and whenever I get to catch the rears, it's I'm waiting to get to one. I have not yet got to. It's like one of the few things I haven't seen that I'm they're super s- stoked to go. They're see super live. rad to watch because, uh, and and, and yeah. they need to have, and maybe they're doing this, but they need to have the amateur classes go out so you can see what human beings look like going around that thing. Real, real people, yeah, real people, because <laughs> you people. Are insane. What do you mean by you people? What do you mean by that? I wasn't looking at you. I was talking to Jeff. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not making fun of you being a half Mexican or a half white person, whichever, whichever. Oh my you goodness would do. sakes! We are going to be brought up on charges by many people that are. <sighs> yeah, I'm his best well, when, man. When you come to the races, you get to see all that stuff. You know, there's a bunch of classes that race, and then uh, so you get to see everything. There's a women's class. There's amateur. There's yep. that, and then it goes into pro, and uh, and then you can see. You know the difference, but but Jeff, uh, I'm sorry, Geoff. It's you when you when you race when you ride. It's a stunt show. Uh, You're able to do a stunt show. Yeah, you're able to do things that most normal people, even some of the best racers in our life, can't do. You are an an amazing guy to watch. I've been doing 15 minute sprints just on the trials bike my whole life, so these these enduro crosses are right up my alley yeah i was gonna say jeff's a former trials champion so this just lends right into his wheelhouse of riding well he's not just a former t- trials champion he's a 10 time former trials champion let's go back to pj pj you were talking about all the classes do, do they dumb it down for any of the lower classes at all or is it just carnage Sometimes what they do is uh, they run the guys without a water pit during the day program, and then also sometimes for like the women's class they'll fill, they'll put pallets in between the matrix logs to kind of keep that from totally bottling up. And so there's a few little things, but so in the evening when it goes into the pro racing, primarily when they add the water hole and and they take that stuff out, and then the, the track just gets harder and harder. You watch, uh, you look, go to endurocross.com if you want to follow along what we're talking about, if you're not familiar with it, but they've got a track map. Um, how close are they when, when you get there? And who's building them? Is is, is it? Uh, there's a guy named Shane Schaefer who's yeah, okay. yeah. pretty savvy with. Uh, we know Shane. Yep. Don't like I, him, but we know Shane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's a hard worker. That guy works super hard. He's been around for a long time and he's got some good motocross input and he's you know been there designing these enduro cross tracks so didn't he live in uh, texas for a while what's that didn't shane live in texas for a while i think shane's originally from wisconsin area something like that and then uh, he lives down in southern california okay let's go back to pj pj yeah i was just gonna say that um you know there's Gosh, and now you made me lose my spot with That's Texas. A, well, I was thinking with Texas. Oh, it was about gas cast because we were just kid. talking to yeah. uh, a f- another gas cast rider. It was very specifically about gas cast. Uh, we were talking to Andrew uh, DeLong. So would you say, are you part of what could be termed the uh, gas cast factory team? Would you? I mean, is it a factory effort in enduro cross? 
Is that an appropriate um, statement? Yeah, we have a nice program. Uh, I'm not sure if we're full factory, but we have uh, factory support. So I guess uh, we are the best thing going in North America right now. So, um, yeah, between enduro cross racing and uh, GNCC racing and, um, you know, the trials competitions, we have a, a full, you know, five-rider team there. Um, we, we have a nice, nice effort with support from the factory. Do you do any trials, Jeff? I think it, yeah. Th- right now, what's going on with me is uh, I still ride trials every week. Uh, wow. I'm, I'm using it as a cross trainer for mm-hmm. enduro cross primarily. And then also, uh, you know, we manage the trials team. So we're out at every trials national. Uh, we're at the youth nationals. I've got two boys, uh, nine and seven years old, that are both riding ADCC gas gas. And um, so we're we're still pretty active, even though I'm not competing um, on the trials bike. Um, I'm, I'm doing a show this weekend in Indianapolis for, for Red Bull at Air Race. And nice. We're always we're always busy. Now I'm I'm just going to list off a few things, okay? And and pardon me if the numbers aren't all accurate, but 73 national trials uh, wins, right? Uh, six New England trials championships, uh, six L trial D Espanol honors, 13 time USA member of the U.S. Trials Donations Team, uh, AMA Amateur Athlete of the Year in 2000. 2000 and 2006 AMA Sports Athlete of the Year. Is there any one of those that stands out uh, perhaps more than others that you're m- most proud of? Uh, there's there's probably a couple of them. I mean, my first championship way back in 94 was big for me, and then my final championship in 2006 was big for me because it was a, a record. And, um, yeah, I mean, those are probably my two big trials accomplishments and then uh the icing on the cake would be that you know ama sports athlete of the year award Hmm. that's a good one to hang on the wall right jeff you've got an a spectacular career and congratulations on it are you feeling i mean we talk to every form of uh motorcycle racer here in our lives on the pit pass do you think that uh enduro cross is for the right rider you know something that can carry you years longer because certainly we don't see a lot of guys pushing much past uh, the early 30s Mike not Brown. very often Mike in uh, in motocross yeah i mean there's there's uh, outliers in every in every series uh, josh hayes who didn't want to quit racing uh, road <laughs> racing they're they're out there i mean what do you what do you think jeff is uh, enduro cross something that you can do later in life if you're uh, well, I'm a little too stubborn to quit, so you're talking to the wrong guy right now. <laughs> That's um, good to hear. You know, I just can't help myself. I still love it, and I'm still riding well enough at it so that I can have fun doing it. And you know, I practice with Colton Haker all the time, and I mix my business with pleasure, and and so I'm I'm still enjoying myself there. I think uh, the Enduro Cross Series is a pretty cool thing. It's not for everybody, um, but it definitely showcases off-road bikes and. It can be a lot of fun because it's kind of a mixture of motocross and trials. You've been uh, part of the Red Bull family for a long time. Are you? Are you? You're still tied in with them? Yeah, I did some cool stuff with those guys this year. I've been been with them all the way back since uh, 2001. Yep. And um, um, this year, I tried some new stuff. I went to Erzberg this year and was a guest commentator for cool. uh, the Red Bull TV show. Um, we went out and did demos at MotoGP, the air races. Um, and then we race enduro cross for them still. So, um, 
yeah, Red Bull's been there for a long time, and the demo program has, has been slowing down a little bit over the years, but I still enjoy going out there and performing on the trials bike and at these big events. Jeff, I got a, I got a question for you. PJ and I were talking before the show about PJ, PJ. Okay. PJ and I were talking before the show about Erzberg. What's your take on it? Is that not the toughest race probably on the planet? That's super intense. Um, I did it all the way back in 2008. Um, and it keeps getting harder and harder every year. It's, um, I really like it. There's two days of qualifying. Um, they just literally weed through thousands of riders. They get 1,800 entries for this thing, and wow. and uh, they narrow that down to 500 entries based on your speed um, for the final hair scramble day. And then it takes off and just does a bunch of big hill climbs and then just gets harder and harder and harder the whole race through. And these guys are intense. The top 10 guys at at hard enduro right now are uh, some of the best athletes in the world, I think. And uh, it's amazing what they can get the bike through and how they can keep it going. They, uh, we've, you know, we had the last man standing here in the United States um, that that pissed Bill Gussie off because he <laughs> he thought, you know, he he dubbed the Moose Run as the toughest race. Um, and then uh, <clears throat> the promoter Red Bull, last man standing, came in. But I remember, um, and I and I think Erzberg looks like it would be a lot harder um, than last man standing. You've seen them both, so maybe you could comment on that. And also, whatever happened to the Christinis, the all-wheel drive motorcycle? Are you are they still around? Didn't you used to race one of those? <laughs> yeah, I had some of my best seasons on the on the on the Christini, and those it worked really good for those uh, hard enduro races. Uh, it was kind of experimental, really, and uh, everything is quite a bit faster nowadays than it was back then, but uh, it clawed its way through some nasty terrain. I, I rode Erzberg, Romaniacs, and Last Man Standing on a on that all-wheel drive bike. That's what it's like, uh, 2012, 11 or 12, something like that? Um, I'm trying to remember the years now. Um, I forget. Um, 2008, probably. Oh, it's uh, been a while. That's going to say that's going back. Were those Jeff? Were those based on Hondas or what? What did they use? They started off like my story with Christini is kind of it, kind of funny because uh, I was I fully intended to ride my own bike when I showed up to Last Man Standing. Those guys happened to have some Hondas built, and he let me try it. And I thought, oh, okay, this is kind of neat. And uh, and then he goes, you want to race it in the event? And then I looked at my bike and I thought, oh. Okay. Wow. I guess I'll trash your bike instead of my bike. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good so way to it. Hello, and parts counter. Yeah. yeah, and unfortunately, though, the bike was kind of like a magazine bike. Had a lot of hours on it. It was a CRF 250 that uh, it almost got me to the finish, but uh, the the bike quit and the motor actually failed like in a, a couple miles from the finish. Sounds like and one of Tony's bikes. The guys felt bad for me, so they were like, "Hey, what can we do to make it up to you?" And I was like. If you build that on a 300 two-stroke, you know, I'll come back and race that thing. And then the following year, um, I got the runner-up spot at the same race on a KTM 300. Running up uh, close on the clock. There's there's a trick you do, and uh, I've seen a video of you doing it. I'm looking at a picture of you doing it right now where you actually have a guy lay down, <laughs> and then you jump over him. Has there ever been a time when you Oops. think – Whoopsie. When you say – move and you know maybe it doesn't come out your mouth but 
it I know I know it takes you know some severe talent to 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 get these bikes elevated but has it ever been really close <laughs> these guys are always prepared to be the human speed bump but uh <laughs> um yeah we've had a couple close calls and sometimes they're on purpose and sometimes not but uh all in all it's uh, it's been a pretty safe fun demo that we've done for years and years i have a feeling i would be that guy where you go you know let's cut it within like a half inch smagey came and did a demo for us one time in winterset oh yeah and uh the smagey family and the smagey brothers well and he, he brought his chick and i was a little nervous that uh she was going to get clobbered because it was close and i'm sure that's all part of it but well sometimes i'll even give you a little nudge if i like you <laughs> well definitely maybe, not gonna maybe hurt. next time yeah maybe yeah. next time jeff it's always good to talk to you appreciate you jumping on uh ama amateur athlete of the year in 2000 and the uh, new england trials champion he's got the uh the record for that as well uh, how about sponsors man we get about uh 42 seconds who do you want to well. name there's tons of people that help us out, you know, but obviously, you know, Gas Gas has, has been my primary with, sure. you know, Red Bull right there. And, um, you know, I, I use a bunch of different companies, but I'm going to, I'm just going to keep it at that. Keep it simple. Uh, yep. Can they find you online? Uh, you can look at all the social stuff. It's just at Jeff Aaron, G-E-O-F-F-A-A-R-O-N. Now, how's your rental, uh, your furniture rental business going? The uh, Aaron, not, is that not your family? I wish. I know. I wish I that was too. my bank account. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always good to talk to you. We're going to run another break, but uh, we'll look forward to talking again real soon, okay? Thanks for having me. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Front Porch People uh, Media Group. We appreciate you listening. Take a look at our website. They will be changing over the coming weeks and coming months. Some interesting things going on as we continue to bring our presentation of the world of motorcycling to each and every one of you. We hope you enjoy what we do. We surely enjoy it. Sometimes more than others. But tonight, for example, this particular show, I'm having a ball. Hope you are as well. Jack DeLeon producing our radio version. Leanne DeLeon, our internet version of the program. Appreciate those two so very much. Uh, we're racing to the top of the hour, about 15 minutes to it, but we'll be back after this short timeout. Stay tuned. It's Pit Pass. Hey, it's Chad Reed with 221 Sports. Hey, everybody. It's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new four-stroke model for racing or recreation riding big four-stroke strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow-rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to Pit Pass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new Pit Pass app for Android or iPhones. 
Go to your app store now and download the new app, Pit Pass at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new Pit Pass app. Get it today. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF-R3 sport bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike Performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin-engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and Revzilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the De Leon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The De Leons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the De Leons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack De Leon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hi, this is Matt Smith, post-op motorcycle racer, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, so it's what, uh, two weeks ago now? Gene Simmons was oh, in town. Why, why, we don't even know why he was here, uh, but he offered uh, he offered me 50 bucks for a half hour with my wife, and, and my wife looked at me, and she said, when did the price go down? And that was weird, weird, but Simmons, very Lucky nice Lucky you, she probably isn't listening to the show Sunday Oh, no, morning. she never listens to anything I do. That's my mom it. listens, though. <laughs> really appreciate that, Scott. Your mom? Yeah. Really appreciate. Well, it. let's get her on the phone, Jack. Can you uh, bring up Tony's mom? Bring up no. Okay, we, we, she doesn't want to. Welcome talk to, this. back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. We've talked to Andrew DeLong and uh, Jeff Aaron already, both uh, members of the uh, Gas Gas Squad. But uh, Tony, you want to do the uh, the honors? Yeah. So the Des Moines Enduro Riders, a local club here, is doing something pretty cool, and uh, Kelly Wagner's on to talk about it. They have like a two race series with a. Uh, like a little bonus thing going on or something if you win both of them. So, Kelly Wagner, welcome to Pit Pass. How are you? Hey, I'm good. Good to good talk to you, Tony. Kelly, you... Um, and Scott. And Scott. And, and Scott. And PJ. And the whole game. Roman. Yeah. Tell us what you guys got going on. <laughs> yeah, so like you said, I'm with the Des Moines Enduro Riders. Um, our club's been putting on off-road events in Central Iowa for over 40 years. Wow. Um, and in less than a month, Saturday, October 27th, we're going to be putting on an off-road event that we're aiming to bring, you know, kind of a new challenge, um, try to bring the experience of night racing to Iowa and the Midwest. Um, we all know it's real scary in the dark, and since it's right before Halloween, um, we're calling the event the Scream Scramble. Ooh, spooky. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, the race will be a, the event will be a combined score two race uh, format, and so we'll have a, a day hair scramble and then a night hair scramble, and the combined score will, um, you know, set the awards and everything. Uh, that's really um, cool. Who are, some, gonna, who are some of the uh, presenting sponsors of the event? Yeah, so we've got uh, Pivot Works behind us, Vertex Pistons, Moose Racing, and, and of course, we've got to thank our landowner, uh, Kerr Leverton. 
Oh, I've, I remember Kurt. Um, okay. I can't remember his wife's name, though. Evelina. Ever, uh, Evelina, yep. yes. Exactly. So uh, th- I think that's cool. I, th- I think the challenge is going to be um, uh, lighting. I think you need to get Cyclops or whoever's. Who did you use? Because you had these um, base units that had the arms that go Musco. up. The, the, Musco lighting? No, no. It was somebody here in town. <laughs> Over Do you remember? Top, right. You brought them into the fairgrounds? Yeah, yeah we're going we're gonna to light the whole how long is the trail? Eight miles, something like that. Uh, ten miles. Yeah, yeah that, it might be a bit, bit tough. <laughs> Cost Actually, Kelly, we'll we'll light the motocross part, but we won't uh, we won't be lighting ten miles of trail. I think it'll be cool. I like I was going to say that I think yeah. your challenge is going to be getting people that have lights. I actually have some kits that I would loan. I, I'm going to be at the. It's the 27th of October, That's right? Nice of you. Correct. Yeah. So I'll be at hmm. the Crawfordsville round for the the final GNCC. So I can't make it, but I do have some lighting kits that I would. Uh, I would loan out if. So anybody hearing that, get a hold of Tony yep. and borrow his lights. And we've got um, a lot of the information regarding the event is on our website. It's bmeroffroad.com. Um, and we have a tab on that website that lists a bunch of different uh, lighting options. Um, the uh, club, several of us from the club have been doing the uh, Northeast 24-hour challenge in New York State over the last couple of years. That's kind of where we got the idea of trying to bring night racing to the, to the Midwest is from doing that event. Um, and, you know, personally, I just run, um, some helmet lights. Uh, my bike doesn't have a lighting coil or a battery or anything. And, and that works great for me. The other guys have been using an led light bar that, uh, I think their whole package, they're setting up for less than 50 bucks. That's so, the ox beam led light bar. It is. It is. Yeah. So if, if we go out, if you go out on the website again, we've got a, a light, a lights tab, um, check, check out the options we've got listed there. And we've even got a write up on, um, how one of our riders set it up on his. How are those? And, how are those powered? What what uh, what powers the LED light bars? So ideally, if you've got a bike that's um, you know one of the new, especially the new electric start bikes or anything that's got a lighting coil that has a twelve volt lighting coil, you can okay. just tap right into tap right into that. You can have a hardwire straight off the battery if your bike's got a battery. So it's it's pretty straightforward. And if anybody's got questions, they can get a hold of a hold of us through the contact page on the website, and we can. Talk them through the options mm-hmm. and make sure that they're set up to go. Kelly, you raced Baja, didn't you? I did, uh, 2007, 2008. And that was with uh, when Jeremy Schoening went with you guys? If, yep, if I... in 2008, correct. And was it the 1,000 or the 500? Uh, we did the 1,000 both years. So you know all about lighting. You guys rode through the night. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and you do, you do too, right? I mean, the night racing is just something completely Well, Tony's different. actually a champion of the uh, Baja race, pl- <laughs> so, uh, 30 so plus. So I've heard. So yeah. I've heard. So I make sure everybody knows. It's on his website. Uh, it's on my website. Kelly, uh, actually, I, I, I'm wearing the medal right now. Uh, perfect, perfect. Um, <laughs> every time we, every time we go out somewhere, yeah. it, it's kind of getting embarrassing. <laughs> because you get the every 10% time, discount, hey, though. I get the ten percent discount because I'm a veteran. He tries to pawn off. He pulls the medal out from underneath the shirt okay. like he's Superman or something. Okay, he's like. Hey, look at this! It was actually only just a finisher medal. It's not even well. The well, that, that's all I've got. And I, I, you know, I, I, I wear that everywhere too. So, yeah, I yeah. figured you're wearing yours now. Exactly. Yes, I thought you might be. Exactly. Um, the point I was going to make is the lighting has gotten a lot better. Yeah. So uh, yeah. In ten years, it's insane. Well, the LED just the the elevation from from uh, regular halogen lights to LED is phenomenal. Well, we were using LEDs, but. My gosh, they're you're a saying lot better. fifty bucks to light a bike up. Yep. Oh yeah, right. you go to a bi- a bicycle store and you can yeah. get what you need for fifty bucks. These it, things are the, they're the bike, insane. The helmet lights I have were hundreds, if not. Oh yeah, I, mean, I can't. I think we might have had you know in a dual twin eight inch 
you know, headlight setup for Baja, I mean, I think we might have had 800 bucks because it, you know, it swiveled with the bars and did all that. I mean, it was a, it was HID. It was a hell of a deal. And my helmet lights at that time were HID. And I swear the, felt like I had two 20 pound dumbbells in my, in my camelback when I was, when I was racing with those. But now, yeah, the batteries are lighter. The lights are lighter. They're way cheaper. Yeah. Um, the mountain bike stuff, anything that you can get through the, through Amazon and stuff for, as far as helmet lights goes, they work pretty good. I mean, there's there's a little bit better stuff for for the motorcycle stuff with the speeds that are higher, but um, it's it's just not as expensive as it used to be to right. put together a good light package. You can only go as fast as your lights work, right? Yeah, and then they got to be on. I mean, the number one thing I've in all the night racing and twenty four hour races in Baja and everything is to me the number one thing that that kills the team um, is losing your lights in the dark. Mm-hmm. And, and so many people don't practice or don't, don't test their stuff. And, and then they find themselves sitting. In the well, dark. and another thing is, is when you're in dust and yeah, you probably won't have that in October, but the thing that we've learned is when we did the, uh, the 24 hour challenge down in Alabama is it would, there was one year it was just complete powder and you would run like a combination of your helmet light on or your bike light on and your helmet light off or, it yep. was. It was uh, it's like driving into a snowstorm. <clears throat> it, it it is like I did. Yeah. I ran square into a tree one time, but <laughs> but I don't think you're going to have that in October. I, I highly doubt I, it. I don't. I don't think so. I mean, the, you know, we'll be running a day race and a night race, so the course will have some have some riders over it. But I'm hoping you know the moisture comes out of the ground that time of year. I think we're going to be good. And you know, if the dust is bad, I mean, I know one of the tricks is uh, yellow lenses. Um, especially for like helmet lights work, yeah. work good, man. I tell you the, 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 I think it's really cool what you guys are doing and uh, I'm bummed I won't be able to make it, but, um, yeah, I, I'm hoping it's a neat event. You know, we can only put these things on if we get the riders to support it. And right. until you race at night, you don't know what it's like. That's, so we're hoping to get some people out there to try it. That's what I wanted to say. If you haven't experienced riding at night or racing at night, it's like the coolest video game you've ever played. I'm telling you, it's so it's it's just a really unique experience, and there's something about it. You you are 100% focused. There's no distractions. You are racing your motorcycle. It is a it is a really good experience, and and everybody uh, should do that. What's the website again, Kelly? It's uh, dmeroffroad.com, and we're also on Facebook. Do a search on right. uh, Morning Enduro Riders. If there's uh, if there's any fast guys out there, we've got uh, guaranteed 880 bucks to the pro winner. Wow! And right now, Austin Wells out of Illinois, he's qualified himself uh, for fifteen hundred dollars uh, if he wins this event um, because he won our uh, our event earlier this year. So, so we, you got, we got some money out there. Yeah, you negotiated with him. Well, it, it was a, he, he wins them both. <laughs> he wins them all. It was a challenge. He's got it. He can do it. Kelly, thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, the official photographer of the event and for uh, for DM uh, DMEoffroad.com. Is it still Abigail? It is. Okay. Abigail K. Yeah. Club member and, and, and uh, official photographer. Well, we call her we call her uh, the, the photo queen at my racetrack. She, she does okay. a phenomenal job. Queen, princess. She, yep. she can play them all. She'll go by all of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She'll answer to them, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, she's, she's, but, and now she's big enough, she stopped paying for her uh, chili dogs. So <laughs> she gets those complimentary. Kind of a big deal. Well, and, you know, now she's a puppy. Now she's a breeder. So <laughs> they do have some puppies for sale. They do have some yes, puppies. They have puppies. Oh, puppies. I, puppies. I had a talk to her about that last week i'm tired of seeing all these puppy pictures on her facebook page <laughs> popping up in my feet all the time good talking with you cal appreciate yep, the time thanks. man thank you much success okay yep. check it out online again dmeoffroad.com uh when we come back hour number two that's where we're gonna find is it you said it's skolts 
Matthew Skoltz? Yeah, that is the correct pronunciation. Yeah, you ever heard the, from Scott? Yeah, yeah he's I been on the program. Yeah. I just, oh, okay, just yeah, I looking for some clarification. Once or twice, right? Previous Superstock champ, Moto America. Mm-hmm. And Roman, what was the last thing you ever won on a racetrack? <laughs> Poor uh, Roman. He mm. won a fly racing hat at the racetrack one time. Yeah. Was, I was throwing him out at the riders' meeting. Where were yeah. you last week? We missed you so much. Well, I had to I, pick on Tony I, all night. We, we, my wife and I bought a new uh, eight acre farm down south of Tony, about 10 minutes south of where That's an acreage. It's an acreage. Yeah. Eight acres. <laughs> it's an acreage. It's a hobby farm. Anyway. So we've been really busy with that. I got ten chickens. So chickens. You got the crops in? Yeah, got crops in. What are you growing? Pumpkins? Corn and beans. I got some special stuff in the ditch. Don't oh worry boy. about it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'm just teasing people. Just teasing. No, he's not. He's not. He's been in the war. Hey, big thanks to our, our guests in hour number one, Andrew DeLong, Jeff Aaron, and Kelly Wagner with the Des Moines Door Riders Association. Who's coming up in hour number two, Tony? Yeah, we're gonna have Matthew Skoltz, like you said, and also Chad Lewin who is a Moto America Stock 1000 racer. This portion of our program brought to you by Fly Racing. Look for them at a dealer near you. And if they don't carry Fly Racing, shame on them. Look for them online, flyracing.com. They make deliveries. They will take care of each and every one of you. We'll be back. Our number two is coming up next. This is America's Motor Racing Talk Show. This is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber. Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. 
your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing. You know how fast you're going? Industry news, trends, the people involved. I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin Schwartz. This is Josh Timoth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Well, the first hour went by... Uh, Lickety-split. Lickety-split. Thank you very much. I was waiting for Jack to uh, fill in there, but uh, he's apparently busy producing the program. He's a busy man. Yeah. In studio, uh, we're we're happy the gang's all back together again. Roman Avila and uh, PJ Duran. Roman, you're working for, uh, outside of the industry right now, you're in motorhomes and, and, and various forms of large transportation. What's the brand name? Yeah. I work for Kettleson RV. Kettleson. In, good people. In, in DeSoto. Um, Iowa. Okay. Right off the DeSoto exit there. Um, yeah, they've got a, uh, this is their second store. They, they've got a big store up in Hiawatha. Uh, they do a lot of, a lot of great things. Uh, they're very people oriented. So, um, I'm hoping to, uh, continue that employment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, see where this goes and hey, maybe get a new toiler someday. That'd be cool. And also uh, PJ Duran in the studio and he appears uh, uh, courtesy of our good friends at Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa. We're right now everything from uh, what was it? Uh, calendar 2017. Is it almost gone or all gone? I think it's all gone. We, we, I don't think there's any holdovers of anything. We, My we God, closed they loaded them out. you up quick on, on both Yamaha and KTM. This, this year, so it was a banner pieces. year. We sold more sport bikes this year. It was it was crazy. How are you it's doing on news. side-by-sides? Uh, we're selling a heck of a lot of them. Are you? Yep, absolutely. And, and the new 19s are rolling in. Coming up, the uh, the season that everybody looks forward to, of course, the winter season, when you get to ride the uh, the, the, the sleds. Snowmobiles. Snowmobiles are hitting the floor. We've got them out and on the floor now. Pulled the watercraft off, so if you want a deal on a jet ski, come see us uh, or watercraft. I, I think my wife's ready to uh, get a side-by-side. She keeps poking and prodding and kind of making comments about, hey. That? I remember there was a guy you sold a, a, a beautiful sled to, and I don't, don't remember this, the, the, the brand name, but uh, he had it in his garage on a trailer, and he started it up and kept running it and uh, burn up the motor right yes that unfortunately has happened and hopefully he uh, i won't remember his name so we won't call him out for uh a rather I happen to have his name right here. yeah <laughs> no i don't i don't remember the name but um there are certain things that you do and don't want to do and if you want the expert advice look for our good friends at hicklin power sports in grimes tony all right uh guest hour number one or excuse me hour number two tick off is matthew skultz finished out the 2018 Moto America Superbike season in fourth place overall. He scored eight podiums in the season nice. and one win. He joins us now. Matthew, welcome back to Pit Pass. Are you uh Hi guys. How are, how Thank was the season? Me. Yeah, it's good. No, man, uh, you know, perfect. It was uh, our first full year out in the Superbike class and I think we did, you know, really, really um uh well for one of these smaller private teams, you know. Like you were saying, we got eight podiums. One um, heat victory down in Coda, and I think we got two um, poles. So it was a really, really good season for us. 2017 really was your breakout year, though, wasn't it? Yes, uh, definitely. That was my my first full season, yeah. And you killed it in your first season, getting your first super bike win on a super stock class bike. No one will forget that ever. Uh, it was an impressive run that you had in 17, Matthew. And you've had a great season here in 18 as a – Super fan of the series and you in particular and the whole Westby operation. 
I want to know. It's killing me. Are you, are you locked down for next year? Are we going to see you on that uh, Yamalu bike again? Because, man, you guys are just seems like you're coming on stronger every race. I mean, um, we haven't signed contract yet, uh, yet, but it's pretty much um, uh, sorted that I'll be back with the Yamalu Westby guys uh, for the 2019 season, and I'm really looking forward to it. You know, we've been talking a lot, and we're looking at getting some new parts for the motorcycle and hopefully be running um, uh, up front uh, for 2019. When when you sign that contract, do you sign it uh, in English or do you sign it? Oh my gosh. <laughs> in English, yeah? Yeah, okay, I would to, hope so. Just wanted to know. Yeah. Hey, Matthew, uh, so when does testing for the 19 season begin? And also, are you planning on returning to South Africa in between now and then? Are you going to do any racing there? Is it just kind of vacation? see the family friends type scenario what's so what's going on um i think we have our first test coming up on the 29th of uh, this um, uh, month i think we're going to to vir with the tre tractor guys which i'm really looking forward uh, to you know hopefully we can get some of the 2019 bits coming in and hopefully test that you know and just uh, get ourselves prepped uh, for next year did you and, just uh, i'll be going i'll be going home just to Mostly friends and family, chill out, but I'll be coming back here. I'm, uh, you know, shortly. I've basically moved my whole life here, you know, so I'm looking forward to it. Didn't you just do some tire testing at uh, Barber? Yes, uh, that was last week, um, uh, Tuesday, after the Motor America round there. You know, done up his license just to test a couple of tires, and, you know, some were good, some weren't so good, but overall, I think it was a really positive test for us. When you when you're doing a test like that, you're talking about obviously you're on the on the West VR one at the test. Um, when you're doing a test like that, are you limited to just testing tires, or do you also get to put some time in and, and testing some some uh, some other doodads and, and and that kind of thing that you guys maybe in hindsight wanted to try in the season but didn't get a chance? Uh, we definitely got a couple of laps that we could test out some things that we wanted to try, but it was mainly a, a uh, Dunlop test, so we definitely spent most of our time testing for them and giving them feedback on the tires. But we also put a couple of private, uh, private laps in, and I think that everything went really, really you know, um, uh, well for us, and things were for 2019 are looking pretty positive. Matthew, as a racer, I know this may fall out of your purview, out of your area of concern, but it was recently announced... Uh, that Dunlop Racing uh, Tire Support, the uh, American distributor who's handled it for decades now, Mr. Brubaker and his wife, they are folding up tent and they're turning the leaf and going to do something else with their lives. Is Does that even impact a rider at, at your level? I mean, certainly I would think uh, knowing who's going to be giving you tires is, is probably somewhat of a concern or do you leave that all to the crew chief and ride on? You know, I'll definitely leave that up to the Yamalu um, uh, Westby guys. You, you know, to me, I'm just the guy who, you know, hops on and just rides with them as quick as I can. I give them feedback to where I think we can make the bike, you know, um, a better performance um, was. Whether we riding, you know, Dunlop, Michelin, whatever, you know, um, my job is just to be there and just to ride uh, uh, quickly. <laughs> There's this guy named... Uh Josh Hayes. I don't know if you've heard of him. But, oh, no, never. But uh, I understand he rode the second Westby R1 Superbike at the test that you were yes, just yes. at. What, what were his impressions of the bike? Did he 
did he have you any any kind of input or or is there uh and is there any possibility that we're going to see him back on the grid in 2019 um i know that for us we would love to have um uh, josh hayes join us you know next year but it's all coming down to finance and i think finding the budget for us but you know i think the test was just to get josh to give us feedback on what he wrote in the 2017 season on the um uh, graves r1 and just basically try to give us feedback from that to riding um our um motorcycle and you know, I definitely think that that what uh, Josh said, uh, we definitely hold in high on the like um, steel, because he's obviously raced at the top for so so many um, years. And it's never a bad deal to have a multi-time champion uh, around to throw some feedback. But again, clearly he was there for the same purpose you were. That was to give feedback to Dunlop. Uh, I'm sure they appreciated your and his feedback. What do I mean? The, the R1 is now a very proven mount. It's uh, clearly uh, one of the fastest bikes uh, on the grid. Are you guys, uh, I understand, year two, the, your program should be expanding, assuming, again, you're coming back with Westby. Is there a lot of room yet in the motorcycle? I mean, I don't foresee, or at least we haven't heard, Yamaha's making any major updates to the chassis or the machine. I'm sure it's down to race teams like yours and your preparation, is there a lot of room that you guys uh, think you can make improvements with the bike given the right parts, or is it are you, or is it down to setup? You know, um, I think that as things are, you know, now for the 2019 season, we're not 100% sure which uh, manufacturer we, we will be joining, but it looks like it will be back on the um, Yamaha R1. And, you know, to me, I think we can definitely find a little bit more um, um, speed out of the Yamaha, but I think the biggest step forward for us will be getting the, um, the magnetic Morelli system, which basically controls the traction control and how the bike spins and the wheeling out of corners and so on. And to be clear, that's the, the very system that the top world superbike teams are using essentially, as well as you know other teams uh, throughout the world in various series. That is the proven go-to, go-fast uh, control system, right? For sure, yeah. You I mean you can look at the um, uh, Graves team, the uh, Yosh team, and the bike that uh, that Joshua Meheran were were on. They were all using the um, uh, Marilli system, and I definitely think that that should be a a step in the right direction for us. Were you? What were you guys running this year? Just factory uh, YEC parts? Is that uh, fair? Yes, yes yeah. Uh, just the kit box. Is it? Uh, you think it's a big disadvantage for for the guys that don't have that those resources at their at their disposal? I mean, do you think you it's a is it a really big deal, or is, or is it a? Do you think that they can win on that plat on a stock platform, basically, or or at least be competitive? No, you, I don't think that you'll find seconds, but I think that we kind of at that at the point now where we're trying to find you know one tenth here, one one tenth there, you know, and I. Definitely think that it could could help us move um, forward with the with the motorcycle. And you definitely had uh, you definitely had some outings this year where uh, tenths might have mattered. There were some definitely close finishes throughout the season. You finished really in a really strong fourth place, Matthew. Uh, given that perhaps uh, you didn't have the uh, state of the art. Uh, 
a couple. I'm sure that's not the only component, but certainly one that would be most mentionable. Um, what do you see uh, happening uh, in the coming season with the uh, retirement of Mr. Hayden? I mean, have you uh, got any info on that front? I know it's, again, outside of your purview, you're worried about your visor down on a race bike. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've got the uh, Wasserman management group helping me out, and I try not to get um, uh, involved in those kind of things. Now, I just like to rock up to the track, put my shield down, just ride hard. And, you know, I just kind of let the, um, the management side to take care of those things. Washington's pretty big, and, and they've uh, they've got a lot of other racer athletes that they they uh, that they represent as well. Can you uh, – Is that is that Lou Wasserman's kid? <clears throat> is that who it is? Uh, Hollywood, Hollywood great. Repre- I mean, i got to believe it is. I don't know, honestly. Okay. Maybe Matthew can not answer that. Sure, yeah. I was actually <laughs> asking Matthew. Not, not too sure. Yeah, not so you. My bad. You were looking at me. It's radio. Well, I, I, I know it's radio. You they, often. Didn't, they didn't I know just, that. But yeah, I don't expect you to answer all the questions <laughs> I offer, though. That's how this radio program works. Let's go back to PJ. PJ? <laughs> Matthew, you've had uh, more than a couple seasons here now in the U.S., and again, uh, you've acquitted yourself uh, very well very early in your career here on our shores. Uh, what's your favorite racetrack out of uh, the Moto America current uh, lineup of uh, tracks throughout the season? Oh, you know, I definitely think that I like the tighter, twister tracks. You know, probably like um, the Virginia and, and Barber are definitely some of my favorite tracks, but, you know, Laguna Seca is also really, really cool. You know, you have the corkscrew, and the first corner there is absolutely wild. I mean, you put gear flat out, cresting the V-hill, getting a speed wobble, and the bike's wheeling. So, you know, I definitely have quite a few favorite um, tracks, yeah. You know, the, the, the track at uh, Virginia, I, I have experience, I've announced there, and I will tell you, it is uh, for racers, incredible for race fans i think it's even better uh, because there are parts of the track where racers absolutely disappear and then they reappear and if they're going through an s or they're coming down and around that one you remember the the corner i'm talking about tony uh comes down uh way over here and then in front of the announce uh stand building registration building etc at vir do you remember that it's so fast when they come out of that corner it's like you have been launched. Um, the speed you guys uh, are able to attain and maintain is is scary fast. Are you ever just? I mean, listen, your your leathers are black, right? Yeah, kind of like a little bit of gold, black, white. Yeah. Okay, but is there ever a time when you're absolutely frightened? To, you know, you're putting the speed on your own bike, but the, there are other guys around you that don't have the control you do. No, I mean, I, I think you kind of, you know, know that you're going quickly, but you don't really think of it um, at that point. I think you're more focused on looking at your brake marker or your, you know, tipping point. So, yeah, but sometimes when you, um, um, as you first crash and you first hit uh, the ground, you kind of are like, oh, shit, I'm absolutely hauling ass here. Okay. Yeah, that is exactly. It's it's funny. Every, that sounds like a lot of my track days I've done. <laughs> it, it absolutely. <laughs> and, I, and I wasn't. <laughs> For people who've never ridden a, a 
any motorcycle. It doesn't even have to be a race bike. On a racetrack, you will find, and it's the hardest thing for people who, who've not done it to, to grasp, the last thing in the world you think about is your actual number of your speed. Uh, Road America is a great example, or Road Atlanta, some of the faster tracks. So you grab a lap... You don't. You don't even. Yeah. You don't even. The last thing you're looking for is the speedometer, and and Matthew hit the nail on the head. Until you're on the ground, separating yourself from your motorcycle, at which point (laughs) your actual ground speed, your ground speed becomes very relevant and very apparent. (laughs) Outside, I've crashed at Turn One at Road America twice, and it's both times on one time on the gas, and I was flying. I mean, I had no idea. Do you go on your back mostly? Yeah, you try to, you know, yeah. pr- protect the moneymaker, as they say. You got to keep your face uh, <laughs> off the ground. Oh, it's your face. Yeah, keep your That's face off the about. ground. Okay. <laughs> Matthew, where have you, you you've mentioned you've pretty much moved your life here. Uh, where have you settled at in uh, in these great United States? Um, in Woodstock, um, uh, Georgia, on the East Coast. Oh, okay, so nice. close, um, close to Road um, Atlanta. Yes, yeah, probably about a hour, 15 minutes out, and I'm absolutely loving things there, you know, the weather's great, the people are really, really cool and friendly, and, you know, it kind of uh, reminds me of uh, back home slightly. Yeah, you, you can ride, you can ride Barber literally almost year-round, I mean, they have... Is that it, right? Uh, well, there's there's going to be events, there's usually the, dates, the right? end of October, beginning of November, there's... There's track days, Matthew's not necessarily a guy who goes there, but the track's open, and he we probably... going there, yeah. You can do those, and then they're back running in March. Are you guys allowed to? Is there any rules that says a pro can't go to the track day or something at, when they're having local? No, um, we can go to uh, track days, just not, I think, 30 or 31 days before an actual um, uh, race. Yeah, at I got that you. Circuit. Yep. What's yeah, that, what's that one cat's name, Tony? Um, Cameron Peterson. Eli- Elias? Tony, Tony Elias. Oh, oh. Tony Elias. Son, Tony Sunglasses, we call him. Tony are, Sunglasses. Are there... Are there <laughs> Tony Pizza, yeah. <laughs> are there... Okay, that was you, not us. Um, are there are there guys that you just desperately love to race against because they push you based on their performance as well? Oh, I mean, I think that's every single guy in the motor super bike class. You know, everyone's there riding at the absolute you know limit, and no one's... I mean, in... They've been racing for years and years, kind of thing. You know, um, whether it's you know Lewis, Heron, Fong, Bobie, Tony, you know Roger. I mean, I've had so many battles. You know, I mean, I can't really pick out someone, but I think every single rider there's. Now you're just name dropping, Matthew. Yeah, cool. yeah, we, yeah. We thought you'd we be already, above that. We already know those guys. Yeah. I was so you don't gonna, have to name I was drop, gonna, okay? I was gonna ask you who I you're. Know people. I'm a cool guy. <laughs> yeah, well, you're in the you're in the right part of the country for sure. Uh, I was gonna say who yeah. are you training with, but uh, gosh, given where you're living, I mean, are you making trips over to Heron's place for the uh, weekly smack talk on the on the go kart tracks there on some supermoto what equipment? What fun! What fun! Yeah, I mean, I've been out to Heron's compound uh, a, a couple of times, and we just, you know, just ride by there and have, have fun. I've been up to Colorado to visit Cameron Peterson, been to California. You know, so I, I like seeing friends and some, some of the other superbike riders. Is it true that Josh is going to be producing some Heron Hound uh, uh, events this year? Have you heard that? Heron Hounds? Who is jo- no. no. He's joking. He's trying to make a joke. I actually made a joke. You just didn't laugh. Okay, so you <laughs> need to listen laughing. a little bit closer or stop getting your hair cut. Motocross so is pretty big where you live, too. You, you getting on the motocross bike much? 
Yeah, you know, that's probably what I do most of my time uh, training on. Yeah. The motocross bike. Yep. So, t- you were how old when you started racing um, motorcycles? Uh, I started on a Kiwi 50 when I was about uh, 7. I did uh, my, my first national back home when I was about 8, and then moved to road racing when I was maybe around 14, 15. Now, in South Africa, that's where you're from, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And a lot of people envision Africa as being a country full of wild animals. Uh, in the southern part, of, of the uh, continent. Uh, are there a lot of, uh, you know, Tony's almost hit uh, a deer before. PJ, I know you've come close. But are there animals that uh, that get in the way of good good quality racing? Uh, I mean, back home, we've had cows crossing the beach track or had a random, like, you know, dog or a buck crossing. But otherwise, you know, most of the time, they're in, you know, cities and stuff. So we don't see too many wild um, animals. But you can go to sanctuaries and you know parks and stuff, and and go and see lions and whatnot. There's a kid named Sompi Erasmus, and he's from South Africa. Sompi, Sompi, yeah. And uh, he was on his way to being a professional motocross racer. Had a contract with, I believe it was Factory Honda. And uh, right after he signed, he was paralyzed. Um, so he raced in the. I remember this. Yeah. Guy. So he raced in the adaptive class in. Uh, here in the United States, the X Games, right? As a paraplegic, <clears throat> and I guess he went back home to uh, take care of the family business or whatever. But he told me that the the uh, the government is completely screwed up in South Africa now, and they've like it's the crime is terrible. And is wow. it is it like that everywhere, or just where he lives, Matthew? I mean, there are definitely certain certain spots that are. Uh really really bad you know but if i think yeah i think if you're living in some of the major cities it's not so that's a ringing endorsement uh, for tourism though i just said they had like rolling blackouts (laughs) and all kinds of stuff because the government's so screwed up that this it's not regulated anymore and it must just be where sompy lives and i just wondered it i always thought it'd be neat to go there but then he kind of talked me out of it no i mean some of uh, our cities and, and spots are you know Top top um, uh, notch, but yeah, like I was saying, there are certain spots that you would not uh, go to, kind of thing. But obviously, living there, you learn where to go and what not to go. Sure, it's 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 still kind of un- unnerving to me that you have uh, cats while big enough that they can eat you, <laughs> and uh, other animals that you can ride, but they're herds that that go on for miles. What do they call them? water buffalo or? Uh, things yeah, like that, yeah, but that's mostly in the central part wildebeest. of of the of the continent. Is that right? Wilde, wildebeest. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. They like big um, the buffalo kind kind of thing. You know, I mean, we've got uh, parks and sanctuaries where they will will like, keep all of the um, um animals and stuff, but they're not just roaming around in the backyard kind of thing. You're not going to be having lunch one day and line just rolls up. You know. <laughs> Hey, look! I'm, hey, that doesn't happen. I'm deathly, af- <laughs> deathly afraid of of snakes, and rattlesnakes live where I live. I mean, right there, you do have rattlesnakes. We have don't bad you? rattlesnakes, yeah. and you'll see them crossing the roads a lot in the summertime, and yep. in our right? ditches. And you yeah. bet, yep. I got a big wood pile right now, and and sorry to interrupt, but I was pulling wood out of it the other day, and I'm thinking, is that oh what you call it now? Yeah, it's a big wood pile that I got, <laughs> and I'm because I'm splitting wood. Anyway, it's not, it's not that big, Roman. Okay. Um, <laughs> 
and I was I was seriously looking and making sure that I wasn't not gonna wake up come and surprise myself with the rattlesnake. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I don't uh, even like the bull snakes. No, those I great kill big them all. bull snakes. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's why you carry a hatchet. What about snakes over there? They got snakes over there. Oh, yeah. Pythons? Big ones, too. Big ones? Yeah, I'm out. Uh, You're out? Okay. Uh, Sponsorship role, Matthew. Who do you want to thank? Uh, You know, obviously, the uh, Yamalu Westby guys have been absolutely um, uh, great during the 2018 season. I really thank them uh, with all my heart and stuff. And, you know, obviously, Bowl and Spitty have been my uh, personal private sponsors, and I'm Really happy that we will be joining them back in the 2019 season. Well, it's been great talking with you. This portion of the show brought to you by uh, eight acres and a big wood pile. Um. <laughs> <laughs> See, you're gone, Matthew. This is what happens. You never you're take a week for, off. You're gone for a little. You. Gone for a few weeks. <laughs> you come back. Hell, you get. You come back, and they just harass you. Oh no, that's not harassment. You want to. You want harassment. Uh, that's next I already, segment. I already Let's had harassment. Hey, I I got to tell you, uh, Matthew. It's 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 cool having you on the show. We're really Always. glad you're here in the United States, and Thank it's so much, it, it's an absolute pleasure to watch you race, and we. We want to see you uh, battle for a championship next year, man. We got a new song for you based on uh, the color of your primary color of your your leathers. Okay. Little band we know at ACDC. It's a song we call Back in Black. Actually, everybody calls it Back in Black. But anyway, we appreciate it. So take this song with you to heart. That's your new song, okay? Thank you, boys. Cheers. There we go. Cheers to you, my friend. This portion of the show brought to you by our friends at Swell Vodka, six times distilled, six times filtered. Swell Vodka belongs in the well of your local watering spot. Ask for it at your favorite spot at Swell Vodka. Also, by our very good friends at Fly Racing. Fly hard parts are something you need to uh, well, you need to check out. You can find that information online at flyracing.com. But I'm talking about uh, their innovative boot wash stand. Fly Racing designers are committed to making quality hard ports you can count on. Visit flyracing.com or see your local Fly Racing authorized dealer for a full list of available Fly Hard Parts. What's up? It's Kyle Regal. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings and the VRM300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions and it's now available in a new force model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber.
With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's trackaddix.com. Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days. It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Racetech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning, off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, you too can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hicklin Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the high performance enduro-derived Yamaha WR250R, featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit YamahaMotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans. He'll make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946. Hey, this is Mike Lessie. You're listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, it's playoff time in Major League Baseball. And uh, right now, if you're listening on a Tuesday night, Colorado and Chicago uh, are competing. And this is the NL Central, correct? NL Central? Yeah. And one uh, zero wild right card now. playoff. That's they a, both are they're playing for the opportunity to be the NL wild card. But it's a one. It's it's, it's a, a one, one and done. One and done. Yes, absolutely. The Cubs had a one and done against Milwaukee last night for the division. <sighs> they lost that. Now they're playing for their hopes to be in the playoffs. And if and if they win this, then they go back and they're going to play the very same Brewers. Brewers. I hate Brewers. I hate, again. I hate Milwaukee. I always have. Has nothing to do with Harley Davidson being I'm, built there. I've never been a big fan of Milwaukee either. No, just, no. But. India? Talk about India? I just tuned in. I heard something about where Harley Davidsons were built. Oh, well, no, 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 
they're making they're gonna make a bunch in Europe. Oh, but let's... you know what? They may be reeling that. We idea don't want back their sponsorship in. money anyway. Yeah, well, that was never an option. Bingo. <laughs> that's something that comes around with that. What is, what we is were it sponsored that? by Buell, and look what happened. Oh, <laughs> Thanks. <yeah>. Pick a winner. <laughs> now, what is it? What's the orbital thing that they have? Victory in their, up next. That their engine. <laughs> that their engine produces that specific. They're Harley already sound. gone. Potatoes. Potato, potato. Yeah, so, they they tried what, to patent it back in the day. They did patent. They it. did. They succeeded. Yeah. They, they were, succeeded. And who was the company <laughs> that was trying desperately to uh, terrible to steal that that sound? Well. Every V twin manufacturer, that'd be every Japanese company and every everybody who makes a V twin. I just come up with one that sounded like tomato, tomato, or tomato, tomato, <laughs> potato, potato, asparagus. You say potato, we're saying potato. The Ducati's the only <laughs> V twin maker that isn't trying to copy. Him. Welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, and what won't we talk about? Well, we invite you to stay tuned for the next twenty five minutes. We'll prove it out. Tony, let's go back to uh, our guest list. Okay, our guest now is Chad Lewin, who has uh, finished in the twenty eighteen Moto America Stock one thousand season in third place overall, despite. Not even uh, joining the series until I think round four. Utah? Yeah, he gave him a three. He gave him a three race head start. Yeah, so he joins us now, Chad. I I don't believe we've had Chad on the show before. Chad, welcome to Pit Pass. Hey, no, thanks for having me, guys. Really, really excited and honored. Team Lewin Estates, Yamaha. What is Lewin Estates? Uh, team Lewin Estates is my real estate team. So I'm a realtor. You know, I'm I I, I kind of retired from racing entirely, and my friends Jason Pridmore and Wes Farnsworth got me back into it. Uh, so Team Luna Estates is a, it's a team of realtors. We're at John Hart Real Estate, and, uh, you know, we service the whole Southern California area, but I can also help people nationwide locating good realtors to, to help them out and is it, you know, not uh, not work with anybody shady, possibly. <laughs> is it commercial or, or residential or any kind of real estate? Any type of uh, any type of real estate, but, you know, we, we specialize in residential, investing, uh, investing rentals, multi-unit, apartment buildings, houses, uh, you know, we can help with anything, but mainly residential. Is Johnny Rock Page anywhere near your, in, involved in your business, Chad? I don't have anything. Uh, I'm not a fan of the guy. <laughs> well, who is? I mean. Come on. I, li- I oh, still. One JRP, hey, I think, would be the one fan. With him? It's terrifying. <laughs> oh yeah, on the track. Yeah, it was so I've, good, I've heard though. that from a few people. Huh. I still get. I, I I just today, Chad. I was checking my spam folder in my email, and something came through from Johnny Rock Page, and I I don't know if it's like a, a virus in my phone because I I have said you will want to be careful or something, but I think it's awesome. You might want to get tested if you open. It. <laughs> oh yeah. And your opinion is wow. so similar Ouch. to like everyone's. So that's interesting. You're you're a realtor who's attempted to retire, and yeah. clearly you're failing, Chad. You, like we said, uh, gave the the whole uh, the whole competitive field of the super stock class a three race head start, and then you went ahead and uh, just back jumped in. on them in round your first round there at round four. You went uh, went ahead and and won it all. Um, you got any connections with Jeff May? He's another uh, very fast racer who's not coincidentally uh, does mortgage <laughs> banking. So you get the properties, and Jeff May can line up the loan. The financing. It's sure. the fastest yeah, team in the world. Jeff and I, Jeff and I actually just worked a deal recently with uh, one of the Flash team people, Chris Gardell. Not surprised. That is awesome. I was the realtor, and, and Jeff did the loan. So I guess we got the world's fastest realtor and world's fastest lender working together. That, <laughs> that, the world is, on that is awesome. I was wearing my. I have a signed Jeff May shirt. I hadn't seen him in a while, and I had never worn it. I wore it to Barb. 
Barber this weekend, hoping I would run into him, and I just didn't have enough time thanks to our tow vehicle troubles. But uh, that was a great weekend. Uh, you looked good. You know, he looked real good out there, too. Did you enjoy the weekend? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I had so much fun racing again, being away from it for three years and in the position I was in at the time when I got hurt. It's uh, it's still kind of surreal. I'm like, look, I'm looking at my mantle with my Moto America trophies, and I worked, you know, 20 years towards them, and I had to retire and three years off to get one. Listen, <laughs> there's no reason to brag, okay? Um, just because you have a mantle, some of us. <laughs> I wish I had a mantle. One, a small one. <laughs> I've got a small one too. Well, let me hook you up with a great realtor. We'll get you a bigger mantle. Mantle, yeah, we're talking about wait, Tony. Wait till you hear my plug at the end of the show before I get off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Hey, was it your plan to race the whole season after, at, like jumping in around four, or did the did the win at Utah inspire you to run the rest of the series? Uh, that definitely sparked part of it. It was not expected. I, I thought I was going to be like fifth to tenth place, and you know, just uh, getting smoked. And then you know, after when Tra- when Travis Wyman passed me you know, halfway through the race and I lost a little ground and then I was able to catch right back up. That's kind of when I realized I was like, I think I can win. And then, you know, I ended up winning. And then, you know, Pridmore was calling me every day. He's like, you're racing Sonoma. You're doing the rest of the series. And I was fighting it. I'm like, no, no. And I wanted to so bad. And, uh, you know, I, I talked to my real estate team and we got it all worked out. So the business could keep going while I was gone. And, you know, it was because of them, you know, uh, everyone on my real estate team, Richard Hall, the whole John Hart crew, Laura Carballo, Lauren, Andrew, um, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have been able to do it. So I got to, I got to thank them first. So no, it was, it was never the plan to finish off the series. So that's all it takes. You just get past and you say, Oh no, you didn't. didn't. And then next thing you know, you're a full-time racer again. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I should thank Travis because if it wasn't for that, I probably wouldn't have lit a fire up under my belt. <laughs> Which tracks did you race, if any, in the Moto America 2018 calendar before this year? Um, I, I had been to Utah, so I knew Utah well. Um, that was probably the most well-known track I had. And then uh, Pittsburgh was new to me, had to learn that. Sonoma I had been to once and just did one practice session like 10 years ago. So I didn't know Sonoma. Um, and then Jersey I had been to in 2014 or 15 it was, but it was raining. So I guess that worked out because it was raining for our weekend. And then Barber, I last went to in 2006 or seven, so I, I couldn't really remember that. I had to relearn it as well. Yeah, Barber's a technical track, but I'm sure it came back to you if you had some race laps there. So the the million dollar question is what What's this mean for next year? Is are we going to see Chad Lewin back out there? Because I got to think everyone involved, uh, at least on the Moto America side, nobody wants to see uh, our third place finisher uh, go back to retirement. Yeah, no, I'm already I'm already working on stuff. I actually have a meeting with a, a big real estate firm to maybe spearhead the team next year. So uh, I'm definitely racing the 2019 Moto America Series in Stock 1000. That's a for sure thing. You know, what brand bike, you know, what sponsors, it's still kind of unknown. I, I believe it'll be a real estate-based team. Um, obviously, a lot of people I work with, they see how I've done a lot of cross-marketing with the race in real estate, and I've, I've been really successful with it. So I want to try to apply that to other businesses that, that I support and work with in my business. So we're all kind of collaborating together and actually meeting tomorrow morning to go over, you know, obviously the finances are the biggest thing. But um, one way or another, I will, I will absolutely be out there for the entire Moto America series. Which is great news, Chad. And I have to think um, the powers that be at Moto America would be very appreciative and probably willing to... Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine they're anything less than 
extremely pleased that you're bringing in outside sponsors that are not traditional motorsport slash motorcycle specifically. Uh, I mean, it's it's an untapped market, and it's uh, ironic and awesome that it took a guy who'd retired, got a real job, and then brought his real job to the racetrack to to start making that happen. Uh, I can't imagine there won't be some other people probably looking at their local realtors and or banks and talking to them about how they could cross market. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, I want to help grow the series. I, I'm in love with the sport. You know, it's, it's given me a lot. A lot of my friends, my success in real estate was spearheaded because of the connections I had to racing, you know, when I was when I first got started. So I, I definitely want to help grow the sport, work with Moto America. You know, they've been really helpful in, in saying anything I need to get everything moving forward. Um, and, you know, and I want to help other teams, too, if I can help them with kind of my strategies of how I'm helping people grow their business, regardless of results. And that's the cool thing is whether I finish in first place or 10th place, it's not going to matter with showing people how I can help them grow their business through racing because you don't need to get good results to help a sponsor. For industry sponsors, yes, it's, it's more results. Uh, base, but for outside industry sponsors, if you can show them the worth and and getting the word out and the brand out, right. that's what's going to sell product, and that's how we can help help. How, that's how I can help sponsors because I've learned how to leverage, um, you know, social media, and you know, you can do online target marketing. So there's a lot of things I've learned with my real estate business that I can apply to the race team to help grow everybody's business. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna challenge you on at least one of the reviews on your Facebook for Team Lewin Estates. Uh, and I'm going to quote her directly. She said, so ecstatic, I went with Team Lewin. Uh, me and my cats love our new home, so I'm very grateful. So yeah, do you, spe- I, I, you specialize in, in, in single women with cats? Cat ladies? Cat ladies. I do. That's, that's all I sell to you. You got to be single <laughs> cat. <laughs> you so, be, Southern California is full of them, apparently. You got to be Southern California <laughs> cat lady, and then Lewin, the Team Lewin Estates is it. We're teasing, of course. Hey, I'm not just selling the house to the to the people. It's the animals, the fish. They all gotta like it. Yeah, right. Well, I gotta believe you're moving some material out there and and, and uh, some residential and commercial uh, real estate in in SoCal. It's it's always busy and it's and it's always. Is it a seller's market out there right now or a buyer's market? You know, it, it's really fifty fifty. You know, houses aren't selling quite as fast as they were. You're not seeing stuff jump into escrow in you know days after on the market. You know, stuff is typically sitting a little bit more like two to four weeks, but prices are stable. Uh, the market's great. You're seeing more listings coming up. But as far as the seller's or buyer's market, uh, in my opinion, I don't think it's either or. I think it's uh, it's pretty fair 50-50 buyer's and seller's market. So in, in, in automobile, motorcycles, et cetera, it's always good to be pre-approved for a loan. But how do you establish what that pre-approval rate is? In other words, are you good for a half a million, 300000 700000 um, how do you establish what a what a a potential buyer can can absolutely purchase? Yeah, I mean you nail it. That's that's step one. That is absolutely step one. Because ultimately, what I don't like to do is if I show someone a house and maybe it's a little out of their budget, they may compare every house to that after the fact, and you know it might not be an option. And then you know they're just upset about the house they buy, and I I hate that. I want everybody to be excited, screaming on the phone. So you know I work with someone, uh, Team Doty. And he's, he's my personal lender that I recommend and use. And he's amazing. He does my loans. Um, you know, I always try to connect everybody with him. And he's licensed in all states. And That's he cool. Work with anybody over the phone, email, you know, any which way it's uh, most convenient for the client. But, yeah, definitely getting pre-approved is step one to know what you're qualified for. You know, a lot of times people are qualified for, let's say, a million dollars. 
but they're only comfortable in the six, seven hundred thousand dollar range. So it's really good to know your options, your numbers, and, and also what loan program is going to best suit you. You know, we sit down with you and really look at your whole portfolio to see what's going to be the best route for you. Because what's best for you might not be best for the next person. Team Lewin Estates on Facebook, Tony. I've got my credit score up to four eighty almost. Nice and uh, and no no wow. you just jetted right Killing up. It. No proof of. Uh, Do you remember it. when you were at three ten? No, I know, and no proof of legitimate income. I'm looking Ever. for something around the million dollar range, Chad. Mm-hmm. Um, Jokingly, of course I. I don't wait want. a tr- wait a like, trip you, under the you, bar there. You're not helping me here. I'm live right now. Come on. He's, he's, <laughs> hey, uh, he, he, Chad, are you are you planning on staying in the stock 1000 class next year? I am. Yeah, you know, I I really want to do Superbike. It is a goal of mine um, that I, I do plan on getting to one day. But sitting down and talking with Pridmore, you know, he's he's been a big supporter of me. We're good friends for the past 10, 12 years, and. You know, I never listened to him in the past. I thought I was, but watching videos of me ride, and I realized I never listened. Wow. So now that I'm, I'm trying to be smarter since, you know, I have my career. It's not motorcycles. I just enjoy it as a hobby. So I'm letting Jason kind of help guide me to, to make the right decisions this time. Okay. So, we, uh, you know, we sat down and decided the Superbike was a little bit too big of a jump right now. Um, so I'm, I'm going to focus on super stock, and, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully we can be a good championship contender, at least for the year. Well, and hopefully this series continues to grow. I, I really, uh, the work that Moto America's done, it's paying off for everyone. Uh, it's The series seems healthy, and there's some new players. Unfortunately, we're hearing of maybe some players going away. I think that if the, if the product continues to be marketable, guys like you come out uh, on the winning end. You know, you can... Uh, you, you, I mean, write write your future. I I am surprised we're not seeing like a Josh Hayes saying I'm going to run a team now or being hired, and and perhaps we will in the near future. I just think veterans of the sport, particularly ones who have a leg up already, such as yourself, Chad, on the business side of it, you're setting yourself up for be in the series as long as you want to be in in a different capacity than Ryder if you age out of it or decide you don't want to do it. Um, Better question, though. What are you doing next year? I mean, are you envisioning big rig? Is this going to be a full-on factory look team effort you're going to have? It's a, it's a possibility. I'll probably know better tomorrow. Obviously, it depends on what type of funding that we get. Um, realistically, probably not. We will have definitely a nice large trailer, a hauler, um, and have it all wrapped with team colors. Like it'll be, it'll be a proper effort, look professional with hospitality, um, you know, I want to have uh, probably local realtors in, in the area that we're going to be in for the race to talk to people and, that's and cool. help them, and, and they'll be associated with the, uh, the brokers that would be sponsoring the team. So that's, that's kind of some ideas I have. And then, uh, yeah, like going back to what you were saying about, you know, you know, being like a team owner and up-and-coming riders, and that's the direction I do want to go. You know, I feel like I have probably a good 10 years of, of being competitive racing motorcycles. But in those 10 years, I'd, I'd like to have a team where I can have a couple other riders and have them up and coming. So we're going to kind of focus on probably just me this year for the team and start small. And I want to show these businesses that are investing in, in the racing that I can help grow your business through this. So it's all about you this season. Just this season. But after this, I'm hoping I can show them the worst in racing so I can get a budget for multiple riders and help some up-and-comers that maybe don't have the opportunity or the funds to to show the kids showcase their talent didn't chris bach retire uh from racing to do real estate as well i mean he could cover yeah. the off-road arm yeah. of your race team and then 
I think that let's put a whole group of realtors across the country. Um, I think it's a great idea. Hey, Chad. I love it. Sorry, go ahead. He Anthony. said he loves it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to Roman. So does that mean you're parking the Astro van and the six by twelve trailer then? <laughs> oh no no no! Are you going to sell that on on Craigslist or what? I want to Facebook I wanna look Marketplace. For Facebook Marketplace. I, I want to buy it. <laughs> I I have nothing right now. The uh, TSC racing team was uh, transporting my bike from race to race, and they. You know, they were just a friend of Pridmore and helped me out, but that's awesome. You know, we'll have we'll have like a double decker trailer. It'll be a, a nice proper effort for sure. It won't uh, be out of a pickup truck or anything. Have you we'll, seen? We'll look somewhat professional. <laughs> have you seen some of those golfers? Um, they have those beautiful uh, women. No, uh, beautiful <laughs> Tiger Woods vehicles, right? And then the the the, the top floor. There's two floors, and mm-hmm. it actually elevates. The floor mm-hmm. elevates, and then it goes out. Yeah, they have slide outs. Oh my goodness yeah. sakes! I mean, how much are those things worth? A million bucks? Uh, probably pretty and close. Up. And up, yeah, literally. And well, they're custom. They're custom built. Custom built, and and maybe they could if if you're in the market for one, where could they start looking? Online, <laughs> or at a particular Face, de- Facebook marketplace. A, Facebook marketplace. Particular not, dealership no, near you? Not not my dealership. We just do uh, travel trailers and toy oh, haulers. Okay. Toy haulers though. Toy haulers, yeah. Yeah, buddy. You like the toy hauler? You know what I would do? I won't have if anything I, else. If I were Chad, hauler. Chad, if I were if I were doing a race team, and it sounds like at a at a budget, I'm guessing what you're going to be, I would do a a show hauler or a like a like a show hauler or a renegade something like that, a straight truck, so you don't have to have a CDL to drive, but you have the garage. You can still get a stacker inside the garage. You don't even have to pull a trailer. And uh, then you've got really killer lounge area during the races, you know, and, and your some of your crew can actually sleep in the truck, and it's a lot cheaper, and de- definitely the uh, the way to roll for a race. Do they have and, showers in these things? Yeah, yeah, they have showers, yeah. And kitchens, and yeah. slide outs, and yeah, bedrooms. No, those those are awesome. I mean, that's that's definitely something you know we're going to go over the budget and see you know exactly what we can afford because obviously number one is we got to have good equipment. You know, we, we don't want to be out there just making a fool of ourselves. Like, even though results won't matter. Let's not stop us on the show. So, right. And, and then, uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to see what we have for, you know, the hauler. Uh, you know, we already got a trailer worked out, which is a, a beautiful double-decker trailer. And then, yeah, just uh, we'll sit down tomorrow and, and figure out exactly what route we're going with what hauler. Chad, you're welcome back on the show. You rolled with everything we throw at you, buddy. Oh, just bring it on. Nice. This is, this is my job. i got to roll with it. Well, <laughs> we've been trying desperately for 15 years now. Tony says it's 15. I think it's 14 and a half. But anyway, uh, Team Lewin Estates. Look for them online on Facebook. Also, is there just a straight-up website? Yeah, so uh, I actually am really excited about this. It's been eight months in the work. We just finished TeamLewinHomes.com. Okay. Linked up to the agent's MLS with 100% accurate information. And if you sign in with your info, it only goes to me, so you ain't going to get bugged by a million realtors. I love it. So only I'll see your info, and then you can browse uh, on there as much as you'd like. It's really easy to work, very user-friendly. Um, you know, I have all my clients on teamluinhomes.com as well, and everyone's raving about it right now. We just got it up and running last week, so really so, excited about that. Um, yeah, definitely everyone check it out, and, you know, let me uh, let me know your feedback. Out of uh, beautiful Valencia, Santa, uh, is it Santa Clarita, right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, so I'm I'm all over, you know, Santa Clarita, Antelope Valley, Ventura County, Orange County, um, the West Side. You actually go into Orange County? 
I'm oh well, yeah, I, I have an escrow open in San Clemente right now, almost in San Diego. Okay, I'm I'm everywhere. You name it, anywhere in Southern California, I'm there. Well, buddy, we appreciate you taking the time to join us. Three, is it three one nine or three one zero? It's three one zero nine zero three seventy nine forty six. Boy, they're making the yeah, they're making the typeface on Facebook smaller and smaller every week. This is your outro song. We've picked this out because you are a bit of a renegade, and we like that. I'll take it. I love it. <laughs> Chad, good to talk to you, buddy. Continued success. Thanks a lot, guys. Really appreciate it. You have a good night. Stay away from the Johnny Rock page, though. Who? <laughs> exactly. That is right. We'll take quick time out. More Pit Pass after this. This is Nikki Diamond with Nuclear Cowboys, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 Pro advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com it's much more than a piston company wiseco now offers a full line of quality performance products including forged pistons precision forged clutch baskets and hubs crankshafts camshafts forged connecting rods and valves at wiseco we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle atv snowmobile personal watercraft outboard marine engine or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high quality performance products for power sports enthusiasts and professionals. Wiseco. America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO. Passionate about riding motorcycles off-road and on? Well, visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble, lightweight XT250 to the racing-to-ride performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long Long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous. Passionate about motorcycles? Ever heard of the saying that you should make a career out of what you love to do? MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com is a state-of-the-art online job board built exclusively for the power sports industry. MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com connects job candidates who are passionate about the motorcycle industry with companies and dealerships that may be looking for you. Upload resumes, receive new job notifications, or just surf the site for your dream job. Turn your passion into a career at MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com. Time out. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Find Swell Vodka in fine stores, restaurants, and bars near you. Like Swell on Facebook. My name is Corey West. I'm a 
Daytona Sport Bike Racer. You're listening to Pit Pass. Motocross the Nation's coming up this weekend. Welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, big shout out to the guys that have been enrolling with me and my silly attitude on this particular episode, including Roman Avila, PJ Duran, Tony Wink. I uh, want to shout out to Eddie Kulikamp, who's venturing into Ohio. Whether they let him out of Ohio is another story, but uh, he'll be meeting with uh, the ownership of this program, and that, of course, is uh, Front Porch People. Uh, Chris Bishop and Tommy Boy Halverson have uh, contributed to this program, and our producers have been Jack and Leanne DeLeon. Uh, motocross donations, what, what, why are people going to tune in and watch this? Thing? It's a big deal. It's, it's, uh, we send our three best, or at least we send the three that best that are available or willing to do who it. Fu- who funds the thing, anyway? Well, it's pretty cheap this year because it's actually here in the United States, right. but uh, volunteers, sometimes the riders themselves, um, uh, donators, donations, that kind of thing. Manufacturers, uh, the the sponsors of the teams. I'm honestly not in. sure if the AMA has any, does no. any fun. I don't know if they do or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's, that's a big deal. It's in red bud. So, uh, Marvin Muskin will not be racing. I cannot. They got the same weather going there right now that we got going here. Cold and Uh, rainy. It's supposed to be nice. I think this weekend at red bud and it won't matter. There'll be, there people will be crazy. Oh no, it'll be a killer. And that's a great track when it rains. I'm actually, I'm actually headed to Lake Havasu tomorrow. I'll be there for the balance of the week for, uh, for Wiseco out there and. Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. is that where you tacoed? Uh, I'm going to eat some tacos probably. No, no, but you're out there and then you bought a, motor, a, a bicycle oh, at, yeah. The, yeah. at the Kmart. Remember when Kmart was open? Yeah. yeah this I, is one of the reasons why Kmart is now closed. I would borrow, I would buy a bike and then take it back and say it's... Yeah, you these know, wheels when, wouldn't hold my weight. When McGrath and Victor Sheldon are jumping on the yeah. wheels outside the bar thinking they're cute you just can't so, trust them so here's the quick, deal though i have my own bicycle there now quick, I own. yeah quick note cooper webb signs with red bull ktm official yesterday yep, so big awesome. news maybe we can get coop on the show next week i'd like to talk to him about the deal well Cooper, let's Luke. break it Sounds down good yeah. um want to thank andrew delong jeff Farron, kelly wagner matthew skoltz and uh, chad lewin each and every one of you for tuning in throughout all of these many years uh, we do appreciate you very very much on behalf of uh, all the shows and all the uh, producers with front porch uh, people front porch media we appreciate you listening to this edition of pit pass radio we'll talk to you next week May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. should be simple just put on your shoes and go and yet when you try to learn about how to get better at it especially as you age you're confronted with conflicting advice complicated workouts and confusing nutrition trends that just won't work for you on the planted runner i'll share exactly how to run faster longer and feel great doing it at any age because you don't have time to waste 
I'm Coach Claire Bartholik, and I went from not running at all in my late 30s to finishing a marathon in 2.58 at age 42, all on a plant-based diet. I've helped hundreds of runners achieve new personal records well into their 60s and even 70s with science-backed training, plant-based nutrition, and proven mental strength techniques. Each episode of The Planted Runner is like a private coaching session on the run where you'll learn from me and the guests I interview. You'll get actionable lessons to help you become a better runner every week and reach goals you never thought possible. Whether you're training for your first 5K or your 50th marathon, take along The Planted Runner on your next run. Let me show you how your best running is still ahead of you.